Yes. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm host as always, TJ, and we have another Friday Q&A edition answering questions from you guys that you've asked on the Rugby Muscle Athletes Facebook page. Hope we're all doing well this fine Friday morning. I've got some good questions to get stuck into, but before we get into that, as always, if you're on Facebook, thumbs up helps uh, the show get into everyone's news feeds. If you're watching on YouTube, thumbs up helps the show get into, uh, or just helps the algorithm and people be more and more aware of the show. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can always, always go and give us a five-star review and type up a few words. We 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 had a good streak where we were getting co- uh, cons- consistent reviews every few days, and that was really awesome. And that's helping the show grow, um, and it's uh, like it's actually starting to change and shape the way I'm doing my business. So keep doing that if you're enjoying these podcasts. Um, you know, if you've listened to it for a while, or if you've even listened to a few episodes, or maybe this is the first episode you've listened to, give it a five-star review. You can always go and change it if you listen for a few episodes and you think, ah, actually, TJ's a bit of a wanker. I'm not going to do that. Um, but if you enjoy this stuff, give it the five-star review. It really does help, and it takes very little time out of your day. I'm going to give a shout-out to Luke Jones 97 for example, who did give us a five-star review. He said, top class. He said, I'm not a rugby player. Never will be. No idea how he found the podcast him. But this podcast is a game changer for anyone who is natural and wants to build muscle or lose fat. I listened to this during my commute to work in the car. Boom. Well, if you're Luke Jones, and that sounds like you're Welsh, and if you're in Wales, maybe you aren't commuting to work in the car at the minute. Or or are you allowed to go to work? I'm not sure. But it seems like it's a bit of a strange time at the time of recording this podcast. Um Gyms are sort of reclosing all around Europe. Um, UK seems to be under fire. Uh, Ireland, who I was really jealous of, who had a lot of... Um, I was jealous because, uh, you know, I, I've got a few clients there and they're all get, gearing up for a rugby season. They are playing rugby and now they're back into another lockdown. So we will see. Um, hopefully you guys can um, get gym access. But if you can't, we do have a little bit of... Um, questions pertaining to that but as always if you are watching live on the facebook feed ask any questions in the comments below and i will get to those let's get into it without further ado then shall we oh by the way luke jones 97 screenshot your uh id or not your like your actual id but your apple id shoot me a message and if that was you that gave the review i will hook you up with a free consultation so, first question here is from Matt Lowe, who says, is there any strengthening workout to help find that quick explosive out for a flanker out of scrums? I'm assuming he means, um, you know, coming off of a scrum and coming uh, fast to hit the defensive line or to hit the number eight making a tackle. Unfortunately, there is no, I mean, <clears throat> get faster can help. But outside of that, you're you're looking you're looking in the wrong area for um, a way to get better coming off the scrum. You get better coming off the scrum, you know, by reading the game better, by having a better anticipation, by um, being able to push your shoulder into your into your uh, props ass and have him, you know, support him 
whilst also keeping a heads up and being able to look around, see where the ball is, know where the ball is, and then react accordingly. Some of this can definitely be helped by having a stronger core because you are then able to move your head around and you're able to drive in the correct direction and keep your balance and you're not falling over. So having a slightly better core, having slightly better movement can help, but there's nothing really specific that you could do to to get faster at coming out. It would just be get faster, have more balance. Um, and in general, it that the flankers that are good at coming off the base of a scrum aren't good at coming off the base of a scrum because they've done any sort of specific workout or they've got any amazing specific um, physical attribute. They're good at coming off the scrum because they read the game really well and they can anticipate where the ball's going to go and they're already there. Um, I've had a video queued up on my um, Instagram because I haven't posted for Instagram for a while, but I've had, I've had a video queued up there for, for quite a while now of George Williams, who is a, I think that's his name. He's a English rugby player in the NRL. And he, there's a video of him absolutely smashing a guy. And it's, this is slightly aside, but he absolutely buries this guy. And it's, he's tiny. He's not, well, not tiny, but he's no taller than 5'10". He's no bigger than maybe like 95 kg at absolute most. And that's probably giving him a lot too much credit. But he ends this guy who's bigger than him. And it's nothing to do, like, and it just goes to show, like, a lot of this rugby, like, like hitting, making a big tackle, coming up off the line, getting a good intercept, getting a good fend, stepping an opponent, all these things, they don't come from being, like, the absolute top of your physical game. Yes, that helps, of course. But they come from reading the game. Like, it's anticipation. Um, like you can most most of the time, ninety percent of the time, a big hit comes from the fact that you shoot up out of the defensive line, and you you time it really well as a guy's catching. It. He doesn't get time to brace, or he doesn't see you coming. That's when you put in the big hits. Uh, likewise, you get off a scrum really fast because you anticipate where the ball's going to go. If you come up off the uh, fast off a scrum and you go in the wrong direction, that doesn't really matter. No one notices. Whereas if you know the ball's going to the 10 or you can sense that the ball is going to the the fly half and you're already up and you you've timed it really well you could nail him off the scrum especially if you've got a good like uh if you've got a good tight head or a loose head or whatever it is and, and you've got the scrum wheel in your direction and you're still able to support cuz the the other thing you would also have to consider is as a flanker like you got to find that balance between getting off that scrum as fast as you can and supporting your your props and having the scrum go in the direction you want to be. If you're not um if you're not re-emphasizing that or if you're not helping get that scrum going forward or, or keep the scrum stable in your direction, if you're literally just looking out to the sides, you're asking a lot more of your front row. And some front rows are capable of that. Some are not. So that would be my answer to that question. Next one, we have, <clears throat> um, we can tie a few of these questions almost together here, I believe. But Dave Thompson says, we'll come back from rugby after more time off than I played. I'm I'm that old. <laughs> um, after getting into survivable shape, I'm doing what I need to do to avoid injury. Good. Um, go back and listen to our uh, how to keep uh, 
playing rugby and avoiding injuries and niggles in your 30s and 40s podcast that was a really good one and really go over stuff that's important for you i'm getting there with a base level of cardio and flexibility but need to start working on strength size and weight and speed yes you need to work all those things as a rugby player here's a question given that we're away from match play what stages should i be looking at to break the next four or five months down into four months if you're so absolute easy recommendation for this and, and i'll Oh, if you continue listening to this, Dave, you, you'll hear me answer more other questions that will pertain to sort of other, like, um, other aspects that you want to consider in this. But for um, a real simple answer for you is I would spend this whole, this whole four months trying to gain size, trying to gain quality size, and um, essentially that will take care of everything if you do it in the right way because you want to get better at moving and you want to get a little bit more flexible and you want to be more robust, right? I'm not overly concerned too much for the next four months about worrying too much about your speed. Um, And and here's, and actually I'll answer the speed thing in a little bit in when I answer another question. But for this one, if you're, if you've got four months, which isn't a great period of time, it's, 16 to 20 weeks at most or something around those lines that's two eight week blocks of training or um you know three six week blocks of training something around that you know if we're including deloads if we're progressing properly you it's it's two to four blocks at most of training right that's not going to give you too much time to like grow like you will gain a few pounds in that time at absolute most you know of quality muscle so <clears throat> it would it would absolutely be spend that whole time trying to gain muscle in a quality way in doing that you're going to improve your flexibility if you do it in the right way if you pick some good movements that you can do particularly if you know we're in like lockdown or if you do some good body weight movements as well like pull-ups and things um reverse lunges uh, and just in general move quite well and, and train in a good rep range your movement quality is going to improve and which obviously also helps with everything else. Um, if you pack on some good size and if you get some good volume going through your muscle tissue, you're also going to be in a better place as far as um, like strengthening up your joints a little bit because you're moving them quite well. You don't have to hammer them with like ton of weight. You just have to keep you know doing enough reps with enough volume staying a little bit away from failure but you're because you're using perfect form because you're looking for only hypertrophy you're going to um, prepare the joints in a really good way and therefore i spend that whole four months like systematically improving hypertrophy the reason i would stay away from speed is because uh if we're away from rugby like say you do speed now and then you spend three months not doing speed away from rugby your speed will just regress back to the point it was before you started doing that speed work. I would wait till we know when there is a rugby season. Unless speed is a massive um, glaring weakness that you want to continue to work the whole time, that, and, you're, and you're not overly interested in gaining size as well, then I would look at, then maybe speed can be a thing. And I've got a couple guys where I'm doing speed work now, and we don't know when they're going to be playing but the reason we're doing speed is because it's something that they really want to work on. And we've got enough room within their week to 
do some hypertrophy sessions, uh, you know, with recovery and, and getting some quality hypertrophy sessions on top of that. For you, because I know your situation, David, I think when you're trying to manage your time, you want to put as much of your resources into just one issue as you can. Putting speed on, asking for um, the resources and the time to recover from a heavy or a taxing hypertrophy workout and then find a time to recover be fresh enough to do speed workout, get quality gains from that. It's just, I think it's asking a lot out of a training week. I think you should, you're better off taking the time out, gaining a quality size. And then when you've got, when you've got a horizon or when you've got a game on the horizon, like even if it's like a couple months out, then we'll start to look to add in more running volume. But overall, that's how I do it. If you want to do speed work, you can absolutely do tempo work on your off days and that would still get you faster because it would just get you moving more efficiently. Cool. So on that line, Ian Kennel Webb says, what's your go-to bulking cereal? Are Cocoa Pebbles like Cocoa Pops? Yes, they are. Uh, no, actually, Cocoa Pebbles are thinner than Cocoa Pops. They're like a, they're lighter. Um, I don't really have a go-to bulking cereal. I'd say it's probably just good old-fashioned cornflakes because I never just have just cereal. And... Um, it's usually on top of a some sort of protein smoothie of some kind anyway. Or when I've been double dipping, it's been on top of oats or cream of rice. And it just to give it that extra crunch. And they go, uh, like a li- and the good thing about cornflakes is like however much you have, you could have a, like 100 grams, which is a, a ton of carbs. Or you can have 15 grams, which is like you know, you're not even going to get out of ketosis on that shit. You, it, it, Either way, you still get a good quality crunch and they're fairly easy to eat. Um, sometimes I find that sugary cereals, if you have like, if you are trying to just have 10 grams or low, like a low carb amount, they can, I guess this, this question is bulking, but um, like it just leaves you wanting more and it just gives you a bit of a weird sugary aftertaste. Um, any cereal is really, really works for me, but I, I like cornflakes. Rice Krispies, all the basic ones, because they're fairly light and they don't have a ch- ton of sugar added, so you can get a good uh, bit of va- volume in there. And it doesn't jack you up a little bit. And, and the best thing about these cereals is that they are very low in fat. So you can have, um, if anyone knows that about my new thoughts that I have on really trying to gain as much muscle as you can without gaining the unnecessary fat, I am an advocate of keeping your fat like your dietary fats relatively low if you can and bumping up the carbs and so cereal obviously does a good really really i mean the good cereals do a good job of that if you look at granolas if you look at like the uh cookie crunches or the like the ones where you've got chocolate in them they tend to have a little bit more fat um whereas if you just get the ones that are basically engineered for kids um like they they can be really high in sugar I think they're just more expensive. I think you get you get your flavor from the extra protein, and then you and then and then cornflakes, rice squares, and all those other things that they're just cheap as well. They're easy to get. Um, all right, spent too long answering a question about cereal, but I'm I'm always keen for more cereal discussions. If we if we are here on the podcast, boys, let me know. Next question comes from Barkley, who says found a podcast on Stitcher. Oh, nice. I wonder if he gave me a Stitcher review. Jesus, dog outside is dying. He says, I have listened to a few episodes, found what I've heard so far very helpful. Physically, 
I want to improve my general overall conditioning, improve speed and reaction times. Um, so that would come from like a general level of movement control because the better you can move, the better you can have your eyes looking up and reacting to what's in front of you um, whilst being able to move quite well. If you are quite heavy footed, if, you, if you're not very agile, like you, you kind of have to pay more attention to moving around and moving your body through space. And therefore that sort of distracts you from looking up at the game ahead of you and reacting to it in that way. Um, and therefore looking up and then that, obviously looking up and seeing what's in front of you improves your reaction time. Um, overall conditioning, if you get a better aerobic, what, uh, if you're better aerobic capacity, you're less gassed, you're more likely to be able to pay attention to the, um, if you want like to be able to pay attention to the offensive line or to who you know to your opponents to everything else um and be able to react in order to to you know in order whichever way you need to for your game the other thing with reaction times is um it's more about just being a better rugby player right knowing what it's not just about reacting it's not just about like um hand-eye coordination or, or, or eye speed or whatever it is it's more about um like actually anticipating and doing and, and choosing the right solution um it's something that i've i've done a lot of research into because i look at these um i've, I've done a lot of research on the like the brain training apps and all these different things where you can sort of train your mind and you absolutely can train your mind but for the most part, it's trained in just sort of like concentration, memory retention, and just an overall general reaction times can help. But from what I've seen is a lot of these like brain training apps and whatnot, they improve, they improve you at the task that you're doing, right? So um, when I played, I, I, I used to have Lumosity, it was at the time. And then brain HQ, like these different like brain reaction drills and, and uh, apps where you would you would play, and, and really they were okay, but they didn't. You know, I just got better at the games themselves. I didn't get better at rugby because of that. I got better at the games themselves, and then I got better at rugby and vice versa. And, and, and they just helped, sort of in their own light they didn't they there was not no benefit from the app that helped me improve my rugby likewise i think that, that i was good at rugby because i happened to be good at the brain training skills and things like that um hopefully that makes sense i've sort of taught myself into a circle because i've been distracted by this fucking dog outside ridiculous um so in summary uh for reaction time just just keep playing the game and get you know and learn what your decisions are keep making decisions keep making decisions keep practicing keep watching games and see what other players do and then try and introduce that into your game um and then just be a, a better athlete in general and that's going to improve everything else motivation to keep going when training on my own is my other mental thing i want to improve um yeah so this is what i was going to address with david it's like during lockdown particularly, um, I think that we are all going to struggle. Well, we can struggle with motivation or we can actually like keep ourselves accountable and be motivated for the rest of our lives. How do you do that? 
you set yourself some bloody goals. So many people um, have no motivation because they don't really know what they want to achieve. And that there are the whims of this next two-week challenge or this next four-week um, crazy diet or this next six-week whatever it is. And they do that because they want to get to this place and then go back to living life the way they do in their comfort zone. Really, what you've got to understand is change. You have to change. You have to, like the new you that's achieved your goals and done all the um, hard work and is where you're at, the better player, the better physique, all that, that's not going to be you right now because you're going to have to have had, develop new habits, new routines, new be a new person to have the new physique and have the new uh, physical abilities and routines to um, accomplish those goals, right? Because who you are right now is a product of whatever you're doing right now, what you have done for the past however many years or months, add it all together. Um, more time you spend being the person that you want to be, more likely you are going to be the person who you want to be. Then it's on you to figure out who you want to be and and some and not enough people like understand that not enough people actually put in the work to figure out what they want to be because it's kind of scary it's like okay i want to be big but why do i want to be big do i care uh what other people think do i care what the chicks think do i care like what the coaches think or is it just gonna be give me a better life do i you know is that something i really want like for me i've done some you know the reason uh i made quite a big change this year is because i really realized that um having lost the weight and not been as big a person since rugby, I sort of lost a little bit of my identity. I like being the bigger guy. So I actually finally took some time to uh, really add my muscle back and just add some mass and be- go back to being a bigger guy. And that was something that's important to me. And now I'm, I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy my training because of that. Um, and, and that's like a deeper level of motivation on top of that. Um, setting yourself some long-term goals, understand where you want to be. Then from there, you would break those goals down into shorter goals where you can, what, what am I supposed to achieve in this next six to eight week block? What am I supposed to achieve this week in order to do that? And then, and then just set those minimal targets um, for you to be able to go forward. Now, if you are listening to this live and if you are listening to this before um, the, I think it's the 9th of November, then you might be in luck because I am running Rugby Muscle Evolution, a six-week training camp which will deal so much with motivation and the long-term aspect of creating the physique and the rugby player that you want to be. And it's the six weeks up until Christmas. We'll run through mindset videos. We'll run through nutrition videos, training videos, of course. Um, And you will also have a training program and nutrition protocol to guide you along that way. I think it's something that um, a lot of people will find incredibly useful in the run-up to Christmas. Um, and then they could smash the new year because they're in a better place. Um, look out for that. I'll be making announcements. And if you need to get on the email list where I make my announcements, rugby-muscle.com. You can obviously also pick up 50 free rugby condition sessions or get your macros. Um, hi, guys. I just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete, then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies. That is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, the physique nutrition crash course video series, the supplement guide, and newly added is a macro calculator. Yes, that's right, a macro calculator where you will be able to 
work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 53 conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown. Cool. So that, that deals with motivation. I, I, I'd say on top of that, let's, let's talk about motivation during lockdown. Kind of what I said to um, David is if you set yourself as like, because obviously it's a little bit more difficult without rugby to measure your progress and achieve the goals that you want to achieve and feel if you're, you're, you're getting faster or if you're getting more explosive. Like when you're in season, you can feel that on a, on a training session basis or on a game basis. When you're not sure whenever you're going to play rugby again, I would just spend this whole time at that base level of the rugby physical preparation pyramid. I would spend a lot of time just getting bigger, um, slightly getting stronger, getting my aerobic conditioning up, um, setting myself a better physique because that is then going to give you a greater potential and greater opportunity to become a better athlete afterwards. And so I would um, like spend all of my time there, set myself some physique goals, like, you know, take some physique shots, take some, you know, you don't have to do the bodybuilding poses or whatever, but essentially like that's what you're going to do. You're going to, you're going to train almost like a bodybuilder. Um, you're not really going to build quote unquote unfunctional muscle. You're just going to build some quality muscle, which is going to give you potential to then add into the other areas. Um, and then from there, like that's going to be motivational in itself because then you've, you're giving yourself the best potential to be a better player down the line. Cool. Uh, Alias McHam says, uh, found a video on YouTube, meal prep tips and basics like how to effectively ruck and carry and ball and stuff. So I'm, I assume maybe you're, you're new to rugby. That stuff will come. Um, for anyone at distance that's new to rugby, the best advice I've found to give to guys that are new at rugby is like, um, like embrace the fact that you're going to suck for the first year or so like you're going to okay you're not going to be anywhere near like you're going to be behind the ball um and that's okay because you're just learning so you know if you're a good athlete then you'll take to it quite fast and you'll pick up other stuff because there are a lot of people that play rugby that are terrible athletes and they'll get the better of you but you know it's only you know it's going to be a matter of time until you start crushing them um but it's because you don't know and you just soak up as much knowledge as you can in that time Understand that you're not you, you take the pressure off yourself of having to perform perfectly every single like week or do anything right. Just, you just know that you're going to suck. Just get a little bit better each week, each week, each week. By the time a year and a half has gone, some people have no idea that you've only you've been playing the game less than two years because you've embraced that and you've picked up all the knowledge from everyone around you and become a better player. Ask as many questions as you can, and you can go forward. Now. Um, in terms of how to effectively, like if, if that is, if you are new, then that would hopefully help. But otherwise, like rucking, ball carrying, just be a better, rugby physical preparation pyramid on YouTube. Be a better human, be a better athlete, and then maybe sprinkle some extra stuff on top of it. But, uh, you know, that stuff is like, like physical preparation is just physical preparation. It's It's just to prepare you to do this stuff. You still have to 
be good at rucking, you have to be good at carrying. Those are things that are skills in themselves. All you're trying to do is, um, you know, in the gym is be a better athlete and give yourself the better potential to do good at that stuff. Meal prep tips every Sunday uh, or once a week, like cookers, cook, batch cook, have a couple carb options, protein options, and essentially never just, never, I'd say the biggest tip is never just cook one serving. Um, always try and prepare as much as you can, even if that means like portioning out the proteins or if it means that when you're cutting up a salad, cut up a couple salads or just cut the, the you know, prepare the food for the next time so that takes you even less time the next time. Um, and that would really be it. Let's finish off this chat about gaining muscle from Tyler who says, I found the podcast, want to achieve muscle growth. I struggle with catching bugs and getting pulled away from a strict program. Lack of knowledge about pro- programming. Submit so a five-star rating. Tyler, I didn't, didn't see your five-star rating. Maybe... Maybe you did it on the Stitcher. I'm not sure. But um, catching bugs, I don't know if you mean you get sick or it means that you you um, you get pulled away because you're um, like you're, you're catching a bug because you've seen another program that promises the hype. The biggest, af- uh, biggest thing I can sort of advocate for um, gaining muscle is know, set yourself some like 12 to 16 week goals know that it's going to take you a lot of time, like a lot of time to gain muscle. It's the hardest process that you can really put your body through. And the more you do it, the harder it gets. Um, And if you set yourself a goal for like 12 to 16 weeks, then like it takes the pressure off a little bit. I think the biggest biggest issue most people have with muscle gaining is, well the two biggest issues and they're both on the opposite end of the spectrum number one is it never actually takes them like in in long enough to like a really prioritize gaining muscle and eat enough to like prioritize consistently gaining muscle they just go through the motions in the gym they're worried about getting too fat um or they're not even worried like they just think just doing enough in the gym is going to grow muscle you know you have to feed yourself you have to fuel yourself and you have to do you have to push that volume you have to push that growth like you have to really try and squeeze it out because the body doesn't want to do it. The other issue people have when it comes to gaining muscle is that they gain they 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 go into quote unquote bulk mode and immediately everything in sight, and then they gain two pounds a week, which adds to eight pounds in four weeks. No one's adding eight pounds of muscle in four weeks unless you've stepped into the gym. And taking a bunch of steroids in the very first week, otherwise, that's not it's not going to happen. Okay, so if you ate, if you add eight pounds in four weeks, at very best, maybe two of that is going to be muscle. That means six. You've added six pounds of fat in four weeks. You will see that, and you'll be like, "Oh crap!" And then you're going to spend time dieting that weight off, which is less time gaining muscle. So you want to try and gain muscle in a slower, more controlled manner. Yes, you should eat to fuel it, but you shouldn't eat to become fat. Um, I will get into this. I'm going to do a whole other uh, rubbing muscle applied how to gain muscle because I think this is something that we really need to get deep into. But like, understand that if, if you set yourself a goal for 16 weeks and then maybe it's to add eight pounds, like that's a that's phenomenal growth, and then even then, as a natural athlete, I still probably mostly get like not mostly, but there's still going to be some fat gain with that that you'll need to wash off after. But um, eight pounds is really well. If you want to go ten pounds, I'm not overly against that. 
Um, but it gives you a lot more wiggle room. Like, cause if, cause if you gain that 10 pounds in the first four to six weeks, you're like, oh shit, I've, I've blown my load too soon, right? I've, I was supposed to do this over 16 weeks. Clearly you've gotten fat. Clearly you've not done, like you've gone too hard and then you're going to spend time not gaining muscle. So spend as much time as you can gaining muscle. Um, you know, yeah. And in terms of gaining muscle, like, for, especially for rugby, and if you say lack of knowledge about programming, the other thing that you can really do that will help you is let someone else take care of your programming. Um, rugby Muscle Elite, you can, I can do that for you one-on-one. Or uh, Team Rugby Muscle, if you eat enough and you follow Team Rugby Muscle, you absolutely will gain some quality muscle. Seen it with a lot of my dudes. Um, and you have a lot of different ways where you can add muscle from that. And that's rugby-muscle.com forward slash team. If you are keen on that, we are starting a new, new November block coming up soon. And because of the lack of rugby globally on an amateurish level, uh, we, we, we will be doing, in fact, exactly what I was talking about. Um, spending some time focusing on gaining quality muscle and getting a better physique and giving us a better potential to be better at all the other parts of rugby. Let's go to another question from Barkley, who says, Following from the comments on a recent pod about elliptical trainer, I was thinking about getting a Ryan machine to help with aerobic work. Idea being less stress on leg joints, engage upper body more. Do you think this would be a worthwhile purchase? Um, yes. I, uh, per, like, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, like, hit... What you spend your money on is kind of like up to you. It's uh, I find I find it like hard to tell people what they should spend money on. I I, I would put it this way: money on food. Well, actually, sorry. Let's let's go even further back. Rent, okay, essential bills, whatever you like consider that. Like food, then like food, gym membership. I would do it in this order, right? So then we've, I mean, maybe gym membership goes under essential bills. Then I would look into like outsourcing my coaching. I mean, outsourcing my training or my programming. I The peace of mind that that gives you um, is better than anything else. Then I would look at training accessories and whatnot. Um, if you've already invested in um, outsourcing your programming, you feel like you've got enough knowledge now you, but you you have already paid for a coach before you've paid for enough programs before that you really think that you can do it and you don't consistently question yourself and look for more tips and you you just enjoy the process of writing your program no problem then that would be skipped then i would look at like training gadgets training uh implements and things like that um now home you know and eventually you can then have that stuff add up to a home gym and then you can remove the gym membership from your uh budget uh now in terms of doing uh having a rowing machine to for aerobic work <sighs> problem with the aerobic aerobic work on the rowing machine is the rowing machine is really fucking hard um i would that would be a lot more potentially glycolytic but definitely anaerobic um, if you go hard, like I would do a lot of like 100 sprint intervals and things like that, it can work. It can be very good for fat loss. It is, it is really hard and it's, 
if you have if you do enough volume for it to be aerobic it can put pressure on your lower back because you're always in that um flexed over position uh i was only ever good at rowing stuff like rowing machine things where it was like five minutes or less now if you've heard me speak about conditioning five minutes or less is just is it's not what we want to achieve i i would i would still i would probably look at an air dying bike if you want to engage the upper body more i'd look at an air bike and again go on a low enough tempo where you would keep it aerobic the the probably the most challenging thing that a lot of guys that love to train um particularly as rugby guys don't seem to grasp or, or struggle to grasp when it comes to aerobic training is your biggest hurdle is going to be that you train too hard and you don't train for long enough. When you're training the aerobic system, when you're training the heart, you want to keep it. You cannot have your heart rate go pretty much above 140 beats per minute. You want it to be between 120 and 140. You want to be able to hold a conversation. Breathing quite heavy, like a six or a seven-ish out of 10, you'd be able to hold a conversation, but you would be breathing like this and still keep going and you would be able to keep going for 40 minutes or so you know 32 minutes to an hour like you know when you see the mums do quote-unquote cardio a little bit more harder than they do you should get a good bit of sweat like that's it if you go too hard you're not you're no longer working the heart muscle itself um you're no longer working perfectly aerobically and you're not developing it it's it's kind of like if you're trying to do like everyone knows that doing singles right sets of one to three is not the best way to build muscle because you're not doing enough you're not putting enough strength it's like it's too much weight it's too heavy and therefore you cannot do enough same thing with effort of intensity when it comes to your aerobic work if you go too hard on your aerobic work um you're not able to extend it quality you're not able to get enough quality sets and same like for that person that does does uses a weight that they can only do one to three reps with maybe they say it doesn't matter i'm going to get a spot or, or i'm going to adjust my form or i'm going to bounce it off my chest or whatever it is and i'm going to eke out six to eight reps okay but you're not going to get the hypertrophy benefit that you would have done if you'd have done a much lighter weight for six to eight reps or eight to twelve reps and therefore that's it's that extra volume that gets in the work to um, hypertrophy of muscle. Likewise with the heart, essentially that's what you're trying to do. Is you're trying to grow your heart. You're trying to get it stronger and more efficient at pumping blood around your body. So you don't want to work too hard. Um, and therefore, I'd say the run machine is just a little bit more difficult to do. You could. Um, but it's the same reason I'm not a big fan of swimming as well. I think those two exercises just oh, just a little bit too taxing to keep going for a quality aerobic thing. Whereas if you get, particularly if you get, uh, I think the Airdyne bikes are like supreme now. Um, Air, just hit me up, um, Barkley, and I'll send you some links, depending on where you are, to what I believe would be a good uh, purchase. Um, but that way you can use the upper body. With the Airdyne bikes, you can also go really fast and really hard and work glycolytically. You can work anaerobic. You can work that high, high energy system. But you can also go slow enough that you keep it aerobic and you know engage yourself somewhere else. Um, uh, yeah, and if you want to take the stress off leg joints, I would also look at like medicine ball tempos and uh, different tempos that you could do where you would keep or strongman circuits, aerobic circuits, um, where you would as long as you'd keep the heart rate in the right um, area, you can keep circuit, you can keep going around different exercises. 
and take the strain off the lower body um, while still achieving. Remember, because we're trying to target the heart, you're still going to get the heart work in the right range and therefore you're going to improve your aerobic system. Okay, we'll, we'll go for one more question. Let me just check on the old the Facebook feed, see if we're doing all good. And we'll spend five minutes on, no more than five minutes on this last question, no more than four minutes. From Gage Gibson, that's a fucking great name, mate. He says, well, I got fat over quarantine. I'm back down to 210, but I need to put on some muscle and get back into lock shape for my college season. I'm looking for roughly design workouts and ways to control my nutrition like a clean bulk. So, um, all of what I've said already pretty much applies to you like really well. Um, you know, especially as someone that's recently got, like got fat. If you've already been fat, I would, I would say that you're potentially, um, quite susceptible to gaining fat because you like food. So your biggest challenge is to not blow your load too soon. So to speak as what I've said on the other podcast, I mean, on the other question, right? You would, you would want to be in a place where you can gain muscle slowly enough. So again, set yourself something like a 16 to 20 week um, weight goal. Then you would just tr- slowly eke your body weight up to that weight. If you don't, if you're not on course, add in more food. If you're, I mean, if you're not on course because you, you know, you're not gaining weight fast enough, add in more food. If you find yourself getting ahead of that course, um, sl- lower that food a little bit down. See where you're going. Quantify your diet, track it all on my fitness pal. Therefore, it doesn't have to be a clean bulk. You don't have to have quote unquote clean foods. You just have to control the amount of food that you are eating. Um, and the best way to start, uh, have you know, people that go on my fitness pal, they have no idea where they should be starting with their diet. You can either start with the current diet that you're eating, or you can go to rugby muscle.com forward slash macros and get your macros delivered to you. And they wouldn't be perfect, and you would still apply the same logic whereby if you gain weight too fast, you would eat a little bit less. If you gain weight too slowly, or if you're not gaining weight, add in more and more and more food. And therefore, then you'd be able to get that muscle um, on in the way that you want to do it. And rugby design workouts, either rugby-muscle.com forward slash team, rugby-muscle.com forward slash elite, or our six-week training camp, rugby-muscle.com forward slash evolution if you get this in time before christmas we'll spend six weeks really like gauging uh, engaging you with exactly what you need to be focusing on in the new year so that your training your nutrition your mindset you are future proofed no matter what 2021 throws us because fuck like if you weren't pre- pre- prepared uh, adequately for 2020 i mean you would have suffered if you were a lot of people are going to come out of this year and have thrived in what has been a fucking strange, if not shitty year. Um, so Gage, hopefully that answers that question. As always, any of you guys, if you have any more questions, ask them on the posts that I put up each week or ask them. On, actually, I'm going to put up a new thread of just general questions and I can keep going through those as we go. Um, that way I don't consistently get the exact same questions asked over and over. But with that, guys, we will call it there. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, thumbs up on the YouTube, thumbs up on the Facebooks, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, then I should be able to read them. I'll give you a shout-out. 
that'd be fantastic. If you have any questions and you're on the YouTubes and you don't have a Facebook, comment on the YouTubes. I've been answering those and that's been enjoyable recently. You can also see, um, in fact, in terms of looking at nutrition, I did a full day of my diet in Dominican Republic where I am right now. Um, that's on YouTube and we will be doing a lot more. The rugby physical preparation pyramid will be expanding. That would have been doing more videos, more podcasts, rugby-muscle.com for all of that good stuff. Thank you so much for joining. I'll see you in the next one. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the rugby muscle podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you. If you do said request, all I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know that you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class shank condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.